0: Hi, I'm Bianca. And I'm Anna. And welcome back to another episode of Girl Talk
1: Mondays. Mondays.
0: So, today's episode, we're going to be chatting all about fashion school about what to expect and how to get in and all the ins and outs because both Anna and I went to fashion school here in London.
1: Yeah, we did. And the same one as well.
0: Yeah, how funny is that? So yeah, we have a lot to say about it. We also graduated not too long ago, so mm-hmm. our experiences are fresh.
1: <laughs> fresh and ready to ready be spoken to about. <laughs> I love how you said they're, they're fresh.
0: <laughs> you know, cuz you could be talking about back down memory lane like since 10 years ago, oh fashion school 10 years ago. Yeah, it's so different now yeah, cuz it always evolves.
1: Different. Exactly. Yeah. Cuz fashion school is something you can't just keep it stagnant. I mean, you can't do that with any university you know. really but for fashion school especially you have to really the industry understand changes
0: every time so you need to be updated and your course yeah. as well needs to know what's happening
1: even every month it yeah. changes every definitely, single month definitely yeah so we're gonna go over that and talk about fashion school in today's topic if we don't cover everything let us know send us a dm and we can put it in another podcast in the questions section Uh, yeah just let us know what you guys want to hear and we're also drinking wine right now so if we get a bit like loopy towards the end that's why you'll know yeah you'll know why and if we're like sipping as well that's why we're Mm -hmm. just enjoying our wine (laughs) so yeah
0: okay should we say what school we actually went to
1: yeah so we
0: both went to UAL, London College of Fashion, mm-hmm. which for anyone who knows or have done their research, if you're looking to go to fashion school, it's like one of the top fashion schools in
1: the UK and mm-hmm. also in the world. It's like top I think top five. Right? Central St. Martin's is number one. Mm-hmm. Which is so UAL they have I think they have like ten different schools, yeah, or maybe yeah, like seven. Ones, yeah. And UAL I mean um CSM, which is Central St Martin's, they have the design students yeah exactly they have design they have like Alexander McQueen Stella McCartney went there who else went there it was a lot of other people as well
0: yeah I can't think of it but Central St. Martin's is a really good one mostly like creative focused and design focused design yeah and London College of Fashion also does have design but it's also business. more concentrated on the business aspect. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why that school was really good. And mm-hmm. that's why I went for it. Yeah, me too. But should we give a little bit of background of how we got into fashion school? Yeah, and why we chose it also, yeah. maybe? Do yeah. you want to start? Okay, I'll start. <laughs> so I mentioned in my previous... Episode, Our previous episode. That I mine. <laughs> it's I'm mine. taking over now.
1: I'm going to be gone, guys. Sorry, bye. We don't need you, Anna. <laughs> you're so into this now. Before you didn't even want to do it. Now you're like, no. my <laughs> episodes.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Back in our first podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. I mentioned that I applied to law school when mm. I was um, finishing my you know high school years in Paris. Mm-hmm. And... After doing an internship in law in the U.S., and you also did in the US. not making my grade, yeah, I did an internship during the summertime just before going to in Miami. University in Miami. Ah, yeah. where? Uh, so it's a courthouse. I can't remember the name of it now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in Miami, <laughs> but it was more for like criminal law and family law, and it was wow. actually a good family friend of ours, mm-hmm. and so they let me mm-hmm. come in i was assisting the judge so hearing her cases that's really cool and mm-hmm. just more like getting an idea of what law is of course it's different in it with a judge yeah. than doing it um you know in like a company mm-hmm. or something like that or doing corporate which is what i thought i wanted to do mm-hmm. but i just thought that it really wasn't the right career for me and then funnily enough like a few weeks after that i found out i didn't get i missed my grade by a few points mm-hmm. so i didn't get into my law school
1: in the end where did you want to go
0: Well, I had applied to a lot in the UK, but the one that I was going for was just Queen Mary Law. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just after that, you know, I was already quite hesitant. And so when I didn't get in, I was actually, you know what? I think this is meant to be. I don't know what I want to do yet, but I know that I don't want to do law. Yeah. Uh, Because I could have definitely went and found another law school that, Mm -hmm. you know, I did have the grade for. And I could have gone there, but I just decided, you know, this was meant to happen. I didn't get
1: it, so I would do something else. It's kind of when you realize. Yeah. Before you were kind of like, ah, because you just get out of high school and you're thinking, okay, well, I'll do something. I'll do whatever, whatever comes to me. Exactly. And then when you don't get in, it's more like instead of pushing more, unless you really love that. Unless
0: you're really passionate about it and you know that's for you.
1: Exactly. Otherwise, you kind of just go with the flow, and wherever you end up, it's usually right, anyways. Exactly. Yeah. I think everything happens for a reason. Yeah, me
0: too. <laughs> My fiance doesn't always agree with me on this. Really? But I feel like everything happens
1: is for a reason. Yeah. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> unless you're just working, working for it. But usually. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen unless like if you're working working for it and it's not meant for you, it won't happen anyways. Yeah. Okay that's anyways. I side side side. Side shopping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in
0: the end what I did was I applied for like a kind of like a short course. It was a year course because I didn't know yet what I wanted to do for my degree. So I did business. So it was a bit of everything kind of like accounting, economics, uh, marketing, just general business. Mm-hmm. And it was for a year. At UAL? Uh no, not at UAL. It was at Gosh, I can't think of the name now, but it was more of a general <laughs> school. It was like a, another program okay. that wasn't really a part of a university. It was just okay. a separate thing because it wasn't yet university. Just a short course. It was course. A, like a short mm-hmm. course, like a okay. year course. Yeah. And so f- then from that, I started applying to university again. And so I'd always really loved fashion and mm. I loved design. Like, I used to love to draw back really? when I was young and I do art draw. and all the kind of creative stuff. So I was thinking, should I go into design or should I go into more like the business side of fashion?
1: Then the family comes in. (laughs) Yes. I know the story. (laughs) But so I thought
0: like, okay, money wise, you know, design could be really great, but it's also very risky. So risky. Uh, Especially if you want to do your own thing right away. You need to have a lot of funding for it right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you need to work for a lot of companies until you also build up your reputation. So I thought the business side of it. Would be like a much more stable job and also quite interesting because you could do you know both roles that are creative and business oriented at the same time.
1: That's the best part, I think. I think so. Yeah.
0: So I applied for marketing, um, but before that, I applied. I think I applied to Central Saint Martins for one course in really? like communications or something like oh, that. Oh,
1: cool.
0: And I applied to King's College for not fashion related, just mm. business. And I applied to London College of Fashion for management. Mm -hmm. And London College of Fashion gave me an interview and a math test to do as well. You interviewed? Yeah. For management?
1: Yeah. I didn't even interview. I didn't even do any tests. Really? I didn't even know I got in. Okay, I'll tell you later. (laughs) I'll tell you later.
0: Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I was in the UK doing my short course. I had already finished my IB diploma. Oh, me too. I, I had my grades. What? But I needed to do an interview and then a math test as well. And I applied for fashion management. That's what initially. I did. Initially.
1: Sorry, I'm like so so like in
0: your business now. Okay, I'll just drink my wine and we shut have up. some similar experiences. Yeah. So we'll get to that. Yeah. But yeah, so I did the math test and it went really well. I got the grades But then they gave me a call not long after and they said, we don't think management is for you. We think you're a lot more creative than that. So Mm -hmm. we would recommend applying to like our marketing course. So I was a bit upset because I actually wanted to do management. and I wanted to have some more substance to the course and more Mm. math involved. But I thought, okay, I really want to go to London College of Fashion. I decided to go to fashion school over, like, King's and doing a regular business course because mm. I thought it would be better to be more specialized right away if I wanted to work later in fashion. Mm-hmm. I thought it's better to do that than to work in to just study, like, general business without a focus. I figured I would have more of a chance. So this was just mm-hmm. based on, like, doing my own research and asking a few people I knew who were, like, doing fashion school as well. Yeah. Yeah. And really, just that's what I thought was better. Did you think
1: about Institute of Marangoni? I did. I mm-hmm. applied to that as well. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: But I decided I wanted to go to London College of Fashion just because it's better. it was better known, and they had um, Institute of Marangoni is private. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. London College of Fashion just has a lot of reputable, you know, people have come out from that
1: school. Yeah. And alumni. Like alumni. It's really great. Yeah. You can really connect to a lot, a lot of people in the industry. Yeah, like, definitely. A lot and of nearly industry everyone. projects
0: yeah no so they had quite a
1: good connection yeah a really good connection
0: so that's how i got into marketing and i applied for that and mm-hmm. then i got in and i started the year after
1: oh my god my story is so different <laughs> so i've always been a very like for me i do things and unless i'm really invested in it i just do it and I'm, i don't really think much about it so basically mm-hmm. when i was applying for university it was it was the last year of my high school And all of my friends were so smart. Like, they were predicted 45 out of 45 on IB. My gosh.
0: Yeah,
1: like that. And they were like, "No, I'm just applying to Oxford and, like, Stanford and, you know, Columbia. And I was like, what? You know? Not me. No, I was just always, like, down the middle. Yeah, I was always like, like that, too. Yeah, I was always, like, good but not the best. And that didn't really motivate me. So I didn't really think too much about what I wanted to do. But I knew that my parents they were spending a lot of money on my studies and I was like okay I really have to make them proud yeah. so I wanted to study because you know when you don't really know what to do it's really safe to go into business it is and it's management. a safe option yeah. it's safe because you can sprout out into so many different aspects of the work industry so it really helps you if you're not sure that's a good tip if you yeah. know that you're really business minded and you're not sure exactly where you want to go that's a good option if you have to choose right away Um, Because that wasn't for me I wasn't able to go and do a gap year Because I knew myself That that would kind of drive me Into a bad place Mm -hmm. Because for me if I don't continue Working and working on something Then I feel like I'm lost
0: exactly yeah that's why i didn't take a gap year and that's why i did a short course in the end which i didn't even need to get into my university but you just did it i just did it because i wanted to continue to learn and not get in the hang of just not doing anything
1: yeah yeah and also if you start working it's really hard if you start like getting better at your work and then you have to leave to to study exactly and then sometimes people decide just not to leave Mm -hmm. and i've seen that so often my parents really wanted me to go right into uni and so I decided to apply for management, mostly, mm-hmm. at all universities. So I applied mm-hmm. at Bath University. And you know, did you apply with UCAS as well? Yeah. Yeah, so on UCAS, you get to choose your top two, because I got accepted into all of them as, like, in case I get, if I get right, the points. exactly. Yeah, so I was waiting. I remember, because on UCAS, I didn't know I had to log in to see if I got accepted. So I was, like, it was, I think it was, like, March or something. And... I was like, I don't know if I'm accepted to anything. And then my friends were like, did you log in? And I was like, no. And I logged in. I had four out of five already. So oh. I got UAL first, <laughs> UAL Fashion Management first. Mm-hmm. And that one I got after one day. That's great. I know. I applied and I got it one day. You know, after the 14th, they closed the yeah, admissions.
0: you got it the day after. The next day. That's what happened to me for Instituto Marangani.
1: Yeah, I got it the next day. Because mm-hmm. I was predicted 38, I think. So it's good, but it's not like the best ever like my friends were like geniuses (laughs) and then um i was just waiting for bath university Mm -hmm. because they had to cut off at 38 points otherwise you don't get into the program Mm -hmm. and then i got my points back and i got only 35 Mm. so i was like okay and then my parents had we were actually in thailand and my parents had set up a dinner (laughs) on the ocean front (laughs) and i had to come and be like I didn't make it. Oh, no. <laughs> Shattering all hopes and dreams. And it was very awkward. And I was like, I'm going to fashion school. Woo! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! And they... We've never, like... Nobody in my family has gone to fashion school, so everyone thought it was, like, shapes and, you know, drugs and stuff. Basically. <laughs> they did know it was still management, just from a fashion perspective. Yeah, but I also didn't know that it was separate. Like, LCF, so London College of Fashion, is separate to all the design school. Yeah. And... Um, they didn't know that i didn't know that but you
0: didn't you knew you were not going to be doing design or anything no no creative. i knew that i
1: yeah. knew that but i just didn't know really what the course like the whole course entailed because mm. as i said i was just kind of going with the flow and like trying yeah. to live my life and i had yeah. no idea what i was doing Yolo. yeah basically yolo <laughs> that was the motto of the times <laughs> that's what we all did um and so yeah i applied and i got in and then i arrived in london i had just turned 18.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I started my fashion degree in okay. fashion management. Yes,
0: so Anna started actually a year after me. Yeah, I did. And that's cool. And I did fashion marketing, and she did fashion management.
1: I'm surprised I never saw you. I'm surprised. Yeah. I looked very different though.
0: I, I wore black you? back
1: then. Oh really? I know. <laughs> now you don't wear any black. I don't no wear dark black <laughs> colors. unless I wear my Lululemon leggings. <laughs> that's only once, once in a blue moon. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I started working out more now, so I wear them a lot more now. Yeah, okay, good. (laughs) You're like, thank God, Anna, get back in shape. (laughs) Stop drinking wine. Stop drinking all the wine and dates and all that stuff. None of that. So, yeah, that's how we got in. And what do people, what should people expect? So, wait, let's compare the courses. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, what was yours mainly focused? We can actually go into, I don't remember. Wait, do you remember everything? a year
0: ago. I don't remember everything, but... I remember
1: generally. Yeah, let's talk generally and see if there's a big difference or if they're mainly the same. Okay.
0: So, my course was marketing, so it was a lot more focused on, well, essentially all aspects of marketing, Mm -hmm. but it did incorporate a bit of like history of fashion, like cultural and historical studies. Same. Yeah, you had that, that, yeah. And we had to do a lot of group projects, and also uh, for the first year and the second year, we also had brands coming in to like do a project with us yes same. so we would be in teams and we would actually be able to do like a real life project almost and mm-hmm. pitch it to the company and oh win we a prize. did that too
1: we did that together with the marketing group oh did you yeah we did oh we did yes yeah, yeah. i had Hobbs. who
0: did you have i had a brand called nobody's child and before oh. that which one did i have um house of fraser oh. or no it was john lewis
1: yeah, so we actually got to work on a project with real companies. Yeah, exactly. Which that I thought was
0: really good and really insightful. Yeah, it was really um, good but other actually. than that, the courses that I had were not at all like mathematical or numerical, mm-hmm. nothing like that. It was just a lot more marketing and I don't know, like self-taught. I would say
1: mm. as well, most of it was self-taught. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it was more about how to run a business. So Mm -hmm. we basically got the insight on every single thing you can do in fashion. Mm -hmm. So we were told like every job we can have, every job that we can be a manager of and Mm -hmm. how to manage this position. Okay. And then we were always told, we, we always had people who came in and kind of, taught us a lot about the different positions that we could be working in so it's more about like understanding where we wanted to go in fashion so we did mm. buying we did merchandising we did marketing and you had
0: courses in all of those sectors all of it
1: we okay. had courses in everything we had courses in finance we had courses in just straight up business we had economics we had mm. a lot of different projects I mean I did a project for Mulberry mm-hmm. where we were basically I think we were doing we always did like international expansion plans. Yes, same for that me. Kind of thing I did
0: for Burberry, yeah. Yeah. We would do international expansion yeah. plans, but focus more on the marketing perspective. Like, how yeah. would they market this international expansion? Really? We did yeah.
1: everything. We had to go through every single aspect in the company. Yeah, okay, yeah. So we had to like really, yeah, know our stuff. And we also did a lot of, oh we did a lot of yeah because i had to do all the financing for the company and how they were going to survive overseas and what they had to spend money on mm-hmm. and everything like that and mm-hmm. i'm never i've never been savvy with numbers mm-hmm. so i kind of always like needed help with that kind of stuff yeah but. we had
0: to do a little bit of it but we weren't taught that at all in our course because yeah. it wasn't number driven as i explained mm-hmm. um but yeah we did have to do a little bit of it just for some projects too or like business plans mm-hmm. that we had business to do. plans
1: yeah that's really good actually we learned a lot about that yeah
0: what I did when I chose to go into marketing was that I specialized right away yeah, in did. just one segment
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, of fashion basically
1: yeah well, we did we literally did everything under the sun mm-hmm. so I learned everything about every industry and then at the end it was kind of like choose one and okay. we were just sitting there like eh, what yeah. do we do so most people they even asked us so many times like so who wants to do this who wants to do this and then they would kind of like help us out in Mm -hmm. doing what we wanted to do Mm -hmm. Um, so most girls wanted to do buying which I understand is a really fun job but at the same time it's a very difficult job it takes a lot of time until you really get yourself into the industry right With everything in fashion, it takes so long until you can break into the industry. It's not that... You can't just be, like, a genius and just break in immediately. You need to earn your space. Yeah, I think in fashion, it's a lot
0: trickier, unless you maybe start with a startup company. Yeah. But I think if you're the kind of person that knows your stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, you'd rather not go work in fashion right away. Yeah. Like, work for a tech company, maybe, or food industry, or something that's Mm -hmm. evolving very quickly. Because in fashion, there's still not to say anything bad about them, but they're still quite behind. Yeah. Like, we've both done internships in fashion, and I did internships and Mm -hmm. work in buying as well. So we were able to really know how, like, slow-paced they were Mm -hmm. and how it was still, like, lagging behind a bit, and there could be a lot more innovation to come in those sectors. There's a lot of hierarchy as well. There's a lot of hierarchy, and it's, like, a
1: structure you need to follow. Yeah, exactly. To make your way up. Exactly. But I think... Yeah, so that's kind of an overview of what you can expect from the two different courses. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know about the other courses. I think those are the main two in that uni for yeah, so the fashion. Yeah, I think fashion. those were the main two, but yeah. of
0: course there were others also, like um, there was visual merchandising oh, and yeah. then buying and merchandising as a separate course if mm-hmm. you already knew. The good thing about London College of Fashion and UAL in general is that you can be like as specific as you want or as general as you want, so you can yeah. do you know design as a like overview or you can do management and then you can really go into depth if you know exactly what you want mm-hmm. so i think that fashion school is great for the people who know you know you know you want to work for a fashion company and you know you want to do marketing and you're 100 percent sure mm. and then that's the good path for you yeah. because you're already halfway there yeah because they give you all the connections and even though there's a lot of work you need to do on the side Mm -hmm. they also have a lot of great opportunities for you and you just need to use those resources really well
1: yeah but if
0: you're the kind of person that doesn't know exactly what to do Mm -hmm. i would suggest doing a more general course at a non-fashion specialized school
1: yeah what what i think is honestly the best thing about the university it wasn't the courses per se I think it was the connections you were able to get through the different platforms that you were connected to online. I agree with that. Yeah, like Business of Fashion, and then there was different websites where you can go in and check um, the directory of people, and you could kind of contact them. And they also had a good support systems in like in terms of the careers page. Mm-hmm. What else did they have? They have oh yeah, like what you said. They come in, they talk to the students, and they have
0: they have a lot of guest speakers yeah. as well who come and talk about their experience, and you can also get to chat to them as well. Yeah. And if you make an impression, you know, you could potentially nail yourself like an, an internship. or an yeah. internship. Yeah,
1: exactly, and. It's really cool and a lot... Also, if you go on LinkedIn and you basically check anyone who's in the fashion industry, you most likely will see that they went to UAL and they did either either marketing or management. Mm-hmm. It's more... Honestly, like I've checked so many times and they're always from UAL. Yeah, that's So true. that's what I would say. Yeah. If you're really serious about getting into fashion, it's a really, really good school. But you also have to know that you have to really know yourself how to study... Because they don't help you out a lot along the way.
0: Yeah, I felt like for my course, it was very ambiguous. Yeah. And every time there would be a project assignment, we wouldn't get much guidance on it. So Mm -hmm. that is one thing that you need to do your own research and be very proactive. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect to learn a lot if you want to actually have, you know, like proper substance to your course and you want to have like, I don't know, you just want to learn like the theories of of marketing or of any subject, you're not really going to have much of that. At
1: UAL. That's what I felt like in my course. Mm-hmm. And you really have to sit down. And the thing is, they grade you really, really harshly. Mm-hmm. They grade you super harshly without even giving you a lot to go off. Yeah. So that's what I realized. I think in the first year, I was so used to going, because I went to an IB school. We both did. Mm-hmm. And there you kind of get the material, and then you're expected to excel. Mm-hmm. And just like if you do really good work, you get a really good grade. Yeah, there's
0: like a handbook where you know exactly what you need to study for the mm-hmm. end of the exam.
1: And if you do it, you do really well. But for UAL, you get like a little guide and they're kind of, they don't really tell you what they want and then in the end, they ask you for a million things that you had no idea they wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt like it was very much like that. Yeah. But at the same time, it pushed me to always like Excel and be, and do more, know, do more and learn more things. Like I learned how to even use different softwares like InDesign yeah. to make my presentations look nice.
1: They have that kind of thing too. Like they have courses for that as well. Do they? Yeah, and Photoshop oh, and stuff. Okay. So if you're looking to do those courses, they're free as well. Mm, that's good. So they have I that didn't kind know of stuff. About that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really good.
0: Yeah. Um. I would say, okay, a question, Anna. Is yeah.
1: fashion school worth your money? It depends. If you are gonna go to fashion school just to get a job in fashion and you've already gone to university, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Because you should apply to fashion jobs already and tell them that you're able to learn really quickly, and then mm-hmm. you can grow in the industry. Yeah. But if you come straight out of high school and you know you want to work in fashion, then I would suggest going to fashion school um, instead of going to another university, if you're very sure. Mm-hmm. But if you're not very sure what you want to do, I would suggest... I would honestly not suggest going to fashion school. Because mm-hmm. if you go to fashion school, you basically... You're going to work in fashion.
0: Yeah, I think that you can get a job in fashion no matter what background. Even if you've done yeah. psychology or economics, mm-hmm. you can still get
1: There's always something. Into fashion. Like in psychology. You just need to show
0: what your interest is, but you don't have to have studied it. Yeah. So I think if you... Yeah, I don't know if fashion school is definitely worth it. I think one thing... Not that I regret anything. No, me either. But I did... Um, specialized like fashion school in marketing for my bachelor's and Mm -hmm. then for my master's I did general business management and I would have loved to do it the other way around yeah because I feel like I would have gotten more out of it that way because doing my master's Mm -hmm. where I learned like 10 different subjects in one year Mm -hmm. that wasn't enough information for me to really get like a general overview it was just an overview but it wasn't anything in depth depth. whereas marketing was in depth for three years at a fashion school so I would have liked to do masters at a fashion school for like a year yeah to get more of an idea of what it's actually like in fashion Mm -hmm. but already have my background in general business management for three years that's the one thing i would change if i could but everything ended up good how it did so things do work out yeah but that's just a suggestion of mine that i didn't know and when i was researching it i couldn't find really anything
1: yeah people don't really talk about it a lot as well But also for me, for example, I did fashion management, which was more general. And then now I'm going into my master in creativity. And um, it's kind of like, yes, creativity and marketing, but we also do management and analytics. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's more specific because then I also get to choose my modules as well. Mm -hmm. If I want to do fashion or tech or I can really specialize. So you just really have to check what you're looking for. And if what you're looking for is a general degree that isn't specified in anything really, just do business or management at a school that doesn't focus on fashion. Mm -hmm. But if you love fashion, you want to work in fashion for sure, there's no doubt, go into fashion school it's mm. gonna be easier for you to get a fashion job yeah but also the competition is really high so it There's doesn't really matter
0: competition yeah
1: yeah it doesn't matter where you're coming from i mean if you study psychology i feel like it could be easier because you yeah. could do psychology and do marketing and mm. then kind of do tests and try to figure out how people purchase products you can yeah, kind of work thing it that I've way I
0: a lot in my degree is like consumer behavior yeah
1: and that's psychology basically exactly. yeah if you go deeper yeah exactly so yeah that's what we recommend Mm -hmm. and usually with the bachelor programs you can also do a semester like not abroad i mean yeah you could do abroad you
0: could do a semester abroad and you can also do a gap year where you're going to work a full year in Mm -hmm. the industry
1: which i have friends that have done it and they say don't do it because you're basically i mean okay so you have a choice basically if you have no experience before you go into university whatsoever you might have to consider doing this one year internship yeah to have some sort of experience before you end university and before mm-hmm. you either go into work mm-hmm. or you go into your master. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my friends that didn't have any experience before, they did that, but basically you pay the university to find you an internship that you could have gotten yourself through hard work.
0: Yeah. I'm a bit I, like of a, I don't know how to say, like I am against gap years and I'm for them in other ways. Like yeah just what Anna said, You know, it's kind of silly to, like, take a break from your studies, right, when you could be finished, but instead you'll have one more year because Mm -hmm. you did an internship, essentially. Not all the internships are paid, and if they're paid, they're paid very Mm -hmm. badly as well. And you're paying the university. And you're paying the university, and you also have to do work on top of it. So instead of getting your bachelor's in three years, you're getting your bachelor's in four years. But on the other hand, the good thing is you come out with one year, like, of a work experience, essentially, and Mm -hmm. that's really strong, because then... You know, if you chose the right like direction, like you did a one-year internship in marketing or your one-year internship in buying, then you can easily get a job when you come out of university. Yeah. But if you don't, like what Anna was saying, I had only done a few like summer internships during my studies, mm-hmm. and nothing was longer than like, I don't know, four or six months.
1: But it can be enough. That was enough for me, for example. But that wasn't
0: really enough for me because really? I came out of fashion school. And I was looking for full-time jobs, and I wasn't getting any offers. What people were telling me was, you know, you need to do an internship, or you need to do a graduate Mm -hmm. program, or something like that. And then, that's when I decided to do my master's. I was like, right, I don't have enough work experience yet. I don't want to work for free and do another internship. I don't mind doing a short-term internship, but will it be enough again? Mm -hmm. So I figured, I'm going to do my master's. And I'm going to learn more and I'm going to apply for internships during my master's Mm -hmm. so that when I finish, then I'll be good for like a career. Yeah. But when I finished with my bachelor's, because I hadn't done the gap year Mm. and I didn't have enough work experience, I wasn't getting anything. So in that sense, you know, my friends who did a gap year, now they're working full time Mm. after they finished. They had no problem getting you know, a Mm. job. But some of my friends who also didn't do a gap year like me, they, had a problem they also like were really struggling to find something. Yeah.
1: So it just depends on what you want to do. If you know you're going to go into a master directly, I mm-hmm. knew that, then I would suggest not doing the gap year. Mm-hmm. If you want to go into work directly, maybe really consider it.
0: Yeah, I would say in fashion it's kind of like that because they mm-hmm. like that you always have a good amount of years experience behind you. So mm-hmm. like Anna said before, if you already have done work experience or workplaces and then you go into your degree Mm -hmm. you don't need it but if you have never had any work experience or you only did a few months internships here and there I would recommend doing a gap year even though you're essentially paying in the university and it adds on another year it will be more helpful because you'll be in the same spot when you finish you won't have the university to help you anymore and you'll have to probably you know work for the same amount as you did either for free or you know, very mm-hmm. low salary when you finish, and that's kind of the reality of fashion. And I didn't yeah. really know that when I started because my family didn't do fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really know anybody or have friends who went to fashion school and who then worked in fashion. So I didn't know what were the career options in depth, and I didn't know the salary options as well. They're when really you go low. Into guys, and you start very low, and you very have low. to know that and accept that. Yeah, and just be committed
1: to working hard or going to another industry basically yeah you know what i heard though i heard this thing i was listening to a podcast earlier today Mm -hmm. and they said that if if happiness was the currency what would you be working with
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i feel like you really have to apply that to your life because otherwise i mean you're going to be doing a job that you hate and it doesn't matter if you're earning six figures that's true you're going to be unhappy
0: yeah if you don't like your job at all and you're working i don't know crazy hours like Mm -hmm. eight till nine p.m you might be earning a lot but how can you use that money how can you
1: enjoy your life yeah but yeah so if you want to go online search for fashion jobs fashion work is a really good one go on there check kind of the salaries and see if that's something you'd be willing to work with this is very like depressing (laughs) isn't it i mean i think it's just it's you know, the truth. talking
0: about the reality of it, because yeah. I don't know about Anna, but I didn't know all of this when I went to fashion school. I thought, oh, mm-hmm. fashion is exciting, it's fun, it's
1: creative. Mm-hmm. My dream job was to, like, work as an editor for a fashion magazine. Me too. I've done, like, fashion magazine, I've done marketing, I've done, what else have I done? PR, social media. I've tried everything until I was like, I cannot deal with this, I need to work on my own.
0: <laughs> I think it's very true.
1: Yeah. I did that through also but like
0: while I was studying yeah exactly I've
1: gone through so many I feel like you really have to go through internships and experience things before you know what you want because you might do Mm -hmm. a job in marketing you might hate it then you go into PR and you feel like you're excelling you're living your best life (laughs) and everything's just fun and that's when you know you found your job yeah it
0: just depends on what's for you I think exactly but it's good that you tried out a bit of everything and that's what I recommend doing Mm -hmm. also if you're in fashion school before you finish Try a bit of everything. You can mm-hmm. while you're interning. You know, do it during the vacations. Yeah. Even if it's not paid. Yeah. Because like that, you can really know. That's what I And you're I not stuck with all your experience being in that
1: field, for yeah. example. Guys, don't use the three-month vacations that you get in university to go to Bora Bora. No. <laughs> use them to do three-month internships. Exactly. That's what I did. My yeah. friends that didn't do it. I mean, honestly, I don't know what they were doing. I didn't say anything, but they have a hard time because they have to do those internships they have to do now.
0: Exactly. When they're done with uni. Yeah.
1: And those are the internships that don't pay. You have to run like crazy. You are the little runner of the whole office. You're getting the mail. You're writing stuff down. You're sending stuff out. You're basically bringing the coffee.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you want to do that after your studies, I don't think anyone wants to do that. No, I don't think so. So make sure to do that when you have breaks in university. It's not free time. It's not study time, honestly. You're not going to have that much to study. Mm-hmm. You're going to be fine in your bachelor. Yeah. Just go work. Mm-hmm. That's what I would suggest.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so on that note, do let us know. I think we'll make a second episode anyway on this to go in a bit more depth mm-hmm. and talk about art fashion internship
1: experiences oh, yeah.
0: which will be very interesting and juicy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I haven't heard about yours, so that'll be fun. haven't. I haven't heard oh, about no. all of yours, just the fashion yeah. magazine one. So we'll do that in another episode, but now we're going to go into some more fun stuff because yes. we have to mix it up. <laughs> we have to make it fun and serious. Exactly. So we're going to do tip of the week. Yes. Okay. So, let's start with, with fashion. fashion.
0: Yes. Anna, do you want to start?
1: Yes. Okay guys, so my fashion tip of the week is statement coats that are not black. (laughs) So what I'm saying is simple classic styles mm-hmm. like lapeled coats yeah. you know the Max Mara style that's what I'm thinking I about love that. Max Mara is my mm-hmm. life goal Very basically classic when I can chic. wear Max Mara and heels and just go to the office go to my meetings walk you're around definitely town you're a girl boss like that that's when you're sure. a girl boss that's my girl boss mode Yeah, that's what I want to see mm-hmm. when I'm doing that do you have a Max Mara coat? No. <laughs> I bought one the other but week. the goal. No, I know. I bought one the other week. I was in... Uh, did you? Yeah. No, not Max Mara. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Not yet. Maybe one day. They're like 3K or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. But I was in uh, John Lewis and I had seen this coat. It was still quite expensive, I think, for... Me for what I usually buy in terms of coats but I was looking at this coat and I was thinking about it for a really long time it's the camel one that I have oh
0: yeah that one's pretty
1: yeah nice. and it looks very Max Mara-ish and mm-hmm. I was there with my boyfriend and we were looking at the different coats and I was like this one looks just like Max Mara but it's like a third of the price mm-hmm. and then he was like okay you should try it on and he really liked it and then this woman came around the corner and she was talking to her friend and she's like this is just like the Max Mara and I was like see See? I'm right. I got the eye. I'm like, I know this stuff. <laughs> I'm a professional. I know fashion. Guys. I am fashion. <laughs> so, yeah. I um I got that coat and it's uh more like a beigey coat, so it's very Max Mara style. Mm. But I feel like now everyone wears black coats. Mm-hmm. And it's so depressing. Guys, if you sit at a cafe and look out the window, look at the coats. Everyone's wearing black.
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone wears black. It's like a sea of like, you know, in Harry Potter, like the death eaters. This is yeah. this is life right now in the winter. <laughs> death eaters just walking around. I know. So, it's like that. Yeah. I mean, wear I think colors. I have one
0: black coat and it's more of like a sporty coat. Yeah. Like I literally I love wearing black turtlenecks. I think it's very chic with black yeah. jeans, black boots even, but mm-hmm. I always don't wear a black coat. Mm-hmm. I wear like a nude color or like a faux fur mm-hmm. or even a navy or something just a bit different.
1: Because otherwise you just blend in. Yeah. I don't like blending in. (laughs) (laughs) We know that. (laughs) We don't like that here. So simple classic styles, but colorful ones. And I really like it. But you don't have to buy like a fur coat that's like a fox fur coat. Faux. Do you say faux or fox? Faux. Faux. Not fox. Because you spell it F-A-U-S-X. Yeah, faux. Faux. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Got that wrong. Anyways, you don't buy a faux fur coat that's like bright yellow. 'Cause that's not usable. I mean you can buy no, it but I mean if that's your style. I mean it's your if it's your style, go for it, girl. But I'm just saying like timeless but more joyful coats. Yes. To just bring some light into this winter darkness i agree with that that's my fashion tip of the week guys that's a good tip thank you very much (laughs) your turn
0: (laughs) so my tip is a bit similar it's layering during the winter months Mm -hmm. so i love layering not only because it keeps you super warm but it's also very fashionable Mm -hmm. like think of chunky roll necks like beige colors what i'm wearing right now actually cozy
1: i'm like sipping my wine just like (laughs) imagining
0: this yeah imagine with like a shirt underneath so, like a white shirt so you can just see some out of the collar peeking out yeah. or the cuffs and like nice leggings mm. boots beret throw on your scarf a beret a coat over the top draping over your shoulders yes you know keep it warm keep it comfortable mm. and it's also very fashionable the wear. cape you're the master of the cape. yes I also have a cape mm. I love them they're really comfortable so chic so chic mm. they look amazing like, if it's not too cold outside, you can get away with wearing them. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise, if you need a cold, proper coat, uh, to be gross. honest. Put something else but on, in yeah. in mid-season weather, you can definitely get away with wearing a cape. And they're nice because you can have them down, or you can also, you know, have, like, one side hang over your neck as, like, a scarf. That's very So it's very cozy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it just looks really elegant. So yeah, I would definitely say layering is mm-hmm. a number one for me.
1: We both like really elegant styles. Yes, we Clearly, do. by our fashion tips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're so elegant with our red wine. So chic. So chic, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> okay, now we're going to go into tip of the week beauty. Yes. Okay, Anna. Okay, so for me this month, it's been eyelash extensions. Mm, so I've yeah. talked about it all over my Instagram stories, and we just talked about it before we started potting. We did. Potting. Do we say potting? <laughs> potting. So that's the new word now. Like pudding, but potting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the new Christmas pudding. <laughs> Why not? Christmas potting. Well, let's call it potting. Okay, okay we're potting now. <laughs> Anyways, I got eyelash extensions done, and there are these like really fluttery it just opens up my eyes I really love yeah, it yeah I think
0: it's really nice they look yeah. so natural I didn't even know I thought it was just a lot of mascara yeah
1: exactly you're just like, a lot of mascara a, like a lot <laughs> like a whole bunch <laughs> <laughs> no but it makes my life so much easier and I'm like always fresh I yeah. wake up I'm like oh fresh mm-hmm. yeah. whenever I'm sleeping over my boyfriend's wake up oh,
0: look look great yeah, I'm you i know? yet to try
1: that, but I'm hey, you convinced. You have to. You yeah. have to. You should, you should go to the one I go to. I go to one called Savant Beauty. It's by King's Cross. And they do, like... You can really request what you want, because I did, like, cat eye ones before. Mm. They were just on the edge. Okay. But now I thought... I look a bit weird when I don't have makeup on, because it's just, like, a few lashes on the edge. Right, yeah. But, like, I like to do them full now. I do full lashes, but I ask for them really natural. And they go in, and they check, like... Your facial features, they check everything, so it looks really natural. Yeah, that's
0: good, because I've had sometimes where I did shoots and I had false lashes put on me, <sighs> Yeah, and it really doesn't suit
1: my face at all. I look like a bird got stuck in my face or something. <laughs> that's what I end up looking like, and it's like overpowering, <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, I look ridiculous. I don't even know what
0: I look like. Yeah, I just look ridiculous. Like yeah. I, can't, I can't see myself when I look in the mirror when I have yeah, false lashes on. Me either. Some people look amazing with it, but not me.
1: You know, on my 18th birthday, we went out, and then I saw the pictures the next day, like, half of my eyelash had popped up, and it was, like, sticking out on the side. Oh, gosh. I know. It's really bad. That's good look, Anna. I know. I was 18. I was yeah. still, I was quite old to be able to, like, do that kind of thing. Yeah. It's quite can't bad. Really get away with that. No, I honest. never, I never wear fake eyelashes, and no. it just, like, looked so weird in them. Yeah. It doesn't suit me. Eyeliner doesn't suit me either.
0: I wore it for a bit. It's not bad on me, but mm-hmm. what really doesn't su- suit me is eyeshadow.
1: Eyeshadow Eyeshadow
0: and false lashes And just too much happening in general Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like because our eyes are kind of like The statement of our faces Like I like my eyes the most
0: Yeah I would say eyes or lips Yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I just feel like it's too much happening
1: Yeah If it's too much happening on my face I just don't feel like I'm myself anymore Yeah Yeah, okay We've really gone into depth in this one (laughs) On the eyelash situation The eyelash situation So
0: my beauty tip of the week is the Bare Minerals Complexion Rescue Tinted Moisturizer Ooh. So for anybody that knows me They know that I don't wear foundation I don't really like it I think it just clogs my pores even more mm-hmm. I don't generally have breakouts But if I wear foundation every day I'm gonna have breakouts for some reason mm-hmm. Even though I cleanse well and all that And I just feel like um, for my skin It just doesn't suit me So I always like never really wore anything on my face mm-hmm. But I recently discovered Bare Minerals their complexion, like it's like a CC cream, mm-hmm. I think it is. It's mm-hmm. very light coverage, but just enough to smooth your skin and make it look really mm-hmm. hydrated at the same time. Yeah. So, for anyone that doesn't like wearing too much coverage, I do recommend a complexion rescue cream yeah. because it's really natural and it looks just a bit more awake than if you don't have anything on mm-hmm. your face.
1: You're that like annoying person that <laughs> always looks like great, you know. <laughs> oh and you're like i just use the cc i'm like i use all the foundation <laughs>
0: no but you look great like that but if i had all the foundation on my face you'd think i went crazy no yeah okay, but i really
1: like your freckles they're so cute thanks are so <laughs> nice
0: yeah i don't want to cover up everything yeah, you don't on need my it face. yeah
1: you don't need it that's Especially true when i have a tan like i just don't put anything on mm, i never get tan no, Can you adults. hear, like, the resentment in my voice? <laughs> mm, I never get to. So you're going away soon on a nice holiday, and you're but not going to tan? Oh, I can't. I'm redhead, actually. <laughs> I'm going to burn. I just burn. So you don't lie down under the sun? I just do fake tan in the evening. And then the next oh. morning, I'm like, oh, hi, I'm But tan. you don't
0: lie down and enjoy the sun?
1: No, what I do just... You do do st- on
0: holiday by the beach? What do you mean?
1: I just do stuff. What
0: do you do? You don't like to, like, lie down
1: by the I like water to
0: and like soak
1: in the sun no because really? I just get sweaty I don't yeah. like I don't like like sand all over my body in different mm. weird places I like you know what I like I like going so I like going snorkeling or like mm. jet skiing yeah or just like laying under an but umbrella but you tan
0: while doing that
1: yeah but it's not the same thing mm. I just I'm really impatient in my personality so oh, if okay. I have to lay down after one minute I'm like okay done <laughs> okay. moving on you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what's next what's next so I like to do that I, I like to read I like yeah. to listen to podcasts yeah so you guys if you're going to a beach listen to our podcasts exactly recommend yeah. them to everyone you know mm-hmm, definitely and then we'll produce more and yeah you'll we'll continue. keep producing anyway yeah exactly but just so you know <laughs> even if you don't share them yeah but, <laughs> but just please, please share them but yeah, that's what I like to do on my holidays. And then I like okay. to go shopping. I like to take some nice pictures. Okay. You don't like to take pictures? Of course I like to take I ba- pictures. We basically spend the whole holiday taping, taking pictures, you know?
0: It depends, because when I go on away on holiday with my family, um, they love to just lay by the sun and chill. Yeah, my so mom does that. if I want to get anything really done, I can't. That's why I'm in London. Ah. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Otherwise, I just chill by the beach i do like to get tan anyway mm-hmm. so if i'm not lying down if i'm running around doing different things i'm not gonna tan yeah and so i like that dark glowy look yeah that's yeah, something i I'd never get book, definitely
1: books are amazing yeah. i love books so much mm-hmm. oh yes books okay anyways lifestyle <laughs> tip tip of the week lifestyle so i did a fly kick class the other week and it really kicked my ass like I hadn't worked I out. I saw that
0: on your Instagram stories. You looked pretty sweaty. Yeah, I yeah. was. Hey, <laughs> you're like you look, but you so look like you worked hard as well. No, I did.
1: I really did. So we go in, and it's this is, like blue lit room. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. It looks like a some sort of club.
0: Yeah, it looks a bit like a Cobox kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, Cobox. Yeah. For anyone yeah. in London who
1: knows that, I think it's very similar. Actually, mm. they might be competitors. Ooh, Ooh. drama. <laughs> Anyways, so. You walk in and then there's like a big boxing uh, thing. What are they called? Ball? um, No, the punch bags. Punch bag. Ball. Tube. (laughs) Boxing tube. (laughs) What is that? Sporty. I am sporty. Oh my gosh. So, punching bag. Yes. And then literally we start... Then there's a warm-up and she's like, okay, so we're going to do like 25 minutes of warm-up and Mm -hmm. it's basically like a million burpees and like 50 sit-ups no not sit-ups push-ups push ups. yeah we have to keep doing it and then there's like sit-ups where you have to like incline on everything like that and then we go through like a boxing scheme and we have to do all these we have to remember all these boxing movements i don't remember anything <laughs> so i keep doing everything wrong oh, and gosh. then my friend's laughing at me because she knows what she's doing yeah, i don't know what i'm you're doing you're there yeah. Swinging it, giving it your best shot. That's the thing. Like, I can't concentrate sometimes. Like, I'm always <laughs> thinking about something that else. That happens to me, too. Yeah. I can be really like unable to concentrate. Yeah. My mind is so focused on other stuff. Exactly. So, unless I look at the instructor and I'm like copying her, so I do it with her and yeah. then I keep doing the same movement and yeah. I don't think about anything else. I can't concentrate. Yeah. So, I actually, for all the exercises, I was fine. Then there was one that I started thinking about something else. <laughs> and my friend, she kept showing me the movement. I kept forgetting it. I kept forgetting oh it. And after a while, she was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give up with you, Anna. Get She's it. like, I'm done. <laughs> so that was good. I was honestly, like, so very So your done. lifestyle tip is to get more into boxing. Yeah. Boxing is fun. Mm-hmm. And That's after a, a while... Way to work out. Yeah, I used to... When I did it when I was younger, I was so insecure about it. But now I didn't care how I looked. I was just, like, punching and kicking, whatever I could. It is fun. I've done a few classes, I have to admit.
0: It's so fun. fun. It's hard work. You have to really put your all into it or... Mm-hmm. You're not going to sweat that much, to be
1: honest. Yeah, but if you really go for it. If you really go for it, it's a good workout. You didn't drink any of your wine. I'm drinking slowly. I'm, like, (laughs) done. I have a bigger glass than you. I feel like they can hear that I'm done and you're like, fine. I'm sure they can't hear that, but it's too late. You gave it away. Yeah.
0: And it's just going to be the drunk one here drinking tons of wine.
1: Yeah, now I'm going to listen to yours while
0: I'm drinking lots of wine. all right, you can finish your wine. (laughs) My lifestyle tip. So for anyone who does blogging, social media, Instagram, or in general, if you like to take photos, Mm -hmm. don't shoot with three people. I'm not saying anything bad at all, because I love all the people I hang out with, and I hang out with them to catch up, not Mm -hmm. always for work, so you can get very, like, lost in terms of track of time. Yeah. But for convenience, it's just so much better if you shoot, like, one-on-one with someone Mm
1: -hmm. rather than, you know, catching up with your friends, doing too much at once. I find this, (laughs) too, but I'm always, like, the one that's, like, no, we're gonna do this now. Yeah. Like, whenever you go on trips... I went on a trip with three of us and it really worked out well just because like I was so fo- I, they were also really focused on what we were there to do and mm-hmm. then in the evening we had fun but yeah, that's different it can
0: work but you just have to make it clear
1: yeah because otherwise it can be a mess with everyone just And like, it just take a lot more time it takes a lot more time like if I shoot I'm like
0: boom 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 get it done in like an hour three looks that's good. That's really But if fast. I'm shooting with three people, it can be five hours, and I got probably one photo. Yeah, which is not good at That's all. That's not very time efficient. No, it's so a So for anyone time. doing this as like a business, mm-hmm. take it seriously, catch up with your friends later. Yes, exactly.
1: Okay. Content creator of the week. Yes. da. So, there's this person on Instagram. They always write their captions in another language, so I never understand what it means. <laughs> but they're called hobo h-o-b-o and then piba p-e-e-b-a are you oh, looking it up yeah i need to check okay, out this you, person you gotta look it up hobo piba <laughs> hobo piba it doesn't sound like name. a very there look at okay. these pictures it's like wow. the guys you have to look it up now it's the most dreamy thing i've ever seen in my life and it just for me this is pure art
0: that's beautiful it's very artistic look
1: at this this is look at that oh
0: my goodness
1: it's like the most beautiful landscape pictures you'll ever see in your life and you can also tell that they're all photoshopped Mm -hmm. but they're also like based in real locations so these people must travel like crazy and they're so creative and i just give props to them and their lightroom and their photoshop skills and everything they do because they are amazing i think Mm -hmm. it's probably more than one person doing this account i'm quite
0: surprised that you actually spoke about them i love their photos but it's so different from yours it's not at
1: all fashion no but i love art it's art i like art yeah when you go to museums do you look at pictures of nature or people people really
0: yeah because i'm very interested in the story behind the photo like i love to i don't know Like, I used to do this a lot when I was younger and I actually had time, but Mm -hmm. I love to, like, chill and, like, that's why I prefer to take the bus over the tube. Yeah. like, sit outdoors in cafes, because I like to watch people. I'm, like, a people watcher.
1: Yeah, me too. Like, I like to think
0: about, even with paintings, it's the same kind of thing. Really? Think about, like, what are they doing? What did they do before they came here? What did they have for breakfast? Where are they going now?
1: The are people are sitting in the painting. In I imagine, yeah. With like the big white fluffy hair. You're thinking what they had for breakfast. Maybe not every time, <laughs> but I think about their life story. Okay, yeah, that's different from what I do. <laughs> it's how you do. No, because everyone I ask, they always say that they look, except for my boyfriend, everyone says that I look at the people in the portraits. I always look at the nature because I find it so beautiful and I find people quite boring.
0: No, I find it the opposite. Nature is beautiful, but there's more story behind a person.
1: I just find like nature the most beautiful thing in the world. That's why I think. I don't know. I think. So you just stare at its beauty, but you don't think about. No, I think about like how story. it came to be and like the story behind everything. But I just feel like when I look at a portrait of people, I feel like there is a whole story behind them. But I'm not interested. I'm more interested okay. about the nature. It's so weird. I wanted to do a. I wanted to do like a <laughs> PhD in this and make that my question. That's why I'm asking you. And is more interesting in nature. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's so interesting.
0: Yeah, Because there
1: is something behind this that makes you more interested in people and me more interested in the nature. Yeah, I'd love to figure that out. Psychology. Maybe yeah. I should have done that for my master's. Maybe. Maybe I should do a PhD in that. Yeah, maybe. I'll just be hopping all over the place. From one <laughs> to, the next, to the next to the next. That's interesting, though, actually.
0: Isn't it true?
1: Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about that? No. I think about really weird things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I do love that. I, I did think once to go into psychology because I love understanding people
1: yeah me too
0: and like un- trying to put myself in their shoes and understand their perspective mm-hmm. and I used to want to do criminology as well ooh that's a bit scary I yeah. wouldn't do that I would be too scared you'd be too scared <laughs> I'd faint <laughs> I'm just very interested in that
1: yeah
0: okay what's yours alright getting back on track yes. my content creator of the week her name is Yana Levenseva ooh I have to google she's Russian hmm. and her photos are incredible so she's a bit of a fashion and travel blogger I would have to say and she's quite big, like 500,000. Mm-hmm. Oh. But her photos are absolutely stunning. And she even does tutorials and explains how she photoshops them and gets them to look like that because she does heavily use Photoshop. Yeah. But she's the kind of person that's really open and honest about it. And she uses it to express you know, greater things than like things you can't capture in real photos. And wow. yeah, she's stunning in the way she edits.
1: Yeah oh this is such cool content guys yeah, look right? her up as well I feel like we chose quite similar like we did, styles yeah. though we chose similar styles ooh look at her body she's so like <laughs> she's fit. fit yes oh, God, I've always wanted to go to this ho- hotel have you oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah well how do you In... say this the Burj Al Arab <laughs> yes That's exactly in dubai Dubai. i've seen it in so many vlogs and stuff like that yeah it looks amazing oh my god we have to do some blogger trips i know to dubai when i was there i was there and i didn't do any pictures at all yeah wow that's a good one guys good tips today Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, we are so great <laughs>
0: We're on it <laughs> We're really on it I feel it like this episode was a lot in, like more informative Yeah, the, the last one The last one was one. very interesting, it was more fun mm-hmm. getting to know us Yeah But I feel like this one we did
1: some solid content Yeah, solid right? Solid Solid Like a rock <laughs> Yes Okay <laughs> Now let's do the questions from you guys Yeah
0: Okay, so this week's questions are more about styling and fashion. Mm -hmm. So I think that links quite well to when we spoke about fashion school. So this episode is really for all those interested in all aspects of fashion. Mm -hmm. We didn't plan this at all. No, we didn't. (laughs) It just came to be. It just happened. (laughs) All right. So first question
1: was how to redesign your wardrobe to be more feminine. Okay. I feel like we're masters at this, though. Mm -hmm. Because we really love feminine and classy styles so yeah we're very much like i'm that. like i've drunk so much wine that i'm just like she doesn't stuttering. know what she's saying anymore i have no idea i'm just like babbling on <laughs> <laughs> I'll, okay i'll yeah <laughs> you, you start i'll just sit here and watch <laughs> anna's given up for given the rest
0: up. of this episode <laughs> i'll be back later guys <laughs> okay my number one tip for that is to build like a staple closet Where you have a bunch of key pieces in your wardrobe that you're going to keep wearing. Capsule. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah, see? My brain's still on it. It's still on. Mm. Building a capsule wardrobe with, like, key knitwear, um, shirts, like, skirts, pants, jeans, Mm -hmm. everything like that. Mm. And once you have that, you know, you'll be able to focus a lot more on, like, other Different accessories And like more fun statement things to wear Mm -hmm. But I think the key way Of making it more feminine You know I love wearing like feminine Shapes shapes. and accentuating My body so what I'll always do Is wear like you know A t-shirt or a sweater that's quite tight Fitted or slim tucked into Like jeans and then with a belt Mm -hmm. Or I'll wear something like baggy On top but then I'll compensate it With like a high-waisted skirt Yeah, I love to like Play around with shapes, but I'll never wear baggy jeans and a baggy sweater and flat shoes. I feel like that looks more tomboyish and it doesn't really show off my figure. It's not that feminine. Yeah. So what I'll do to make it look more feminine... Add heels. You know, you can add heels, but if heels are not your thing or if you're going to work every day and Mm -hmm. you're just not that comfortable, you don't have to do that. But just wear like high-waisted jeans and tuck your t-shirt into it and mm-hmm. wear a blazer on top. And that's really smart and chic and comfortable at the same time. Yeah. So it's all about, you know, balancing it out between different shapes, really. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you can say, you know, wear a dress, but it's not all about that to be feminine because you can look amazing and feminine in a power suit. And yeah. that's one of my favorite things.
1: It's the little things as well. Like yeah. if you're wearing a full-on suit, maybe if you have it in a full like in a full pink or a blue... Or just any fun color. Here we go. Anna with the color. Yeah, me with the colors. Here we go with the colors. I'm more about
0: neutrals. Like, I love capsule wardrobes with neutrals. Yeah, I love neutrals too. But no black. (laughs) Black, white, (laughs) beige. Like,
1: beige and camel is like, I think that is the thing right now.
0: Yeah, burgundies as Mm -hmm. well are really nice. Pastel
1: pink. Yeah. So, if you have a suit like that and you add like a little blouse underneath, that just kind of sticks out in the cuffs mm-hmm. and it adds a more feminine touch or you have some dangly earrings yeah. little jewelry headband. helps definitely as well yeah. like
0: stamen earrings Yeah, like gold necklaces you can layer your mm-hmm. necklaces or your rings as well it's all in the details yeah
1: or if you want to wear jeans one day, maybe you have a pair of really comfortable boots yeah. with a heel on them, yeah. you can just add that. And even if you just want to wear a t-shirt, put that on, maybe put a sweater on that has some girly detail on it or something like that, mm-hmm. add a little beret, you're yeah. good to go. Exactly. What else do you need? A little handbag? Maybe a yeah. nice Chanel <laughs> that I don't have yet? Yeah, exactly. Add a little cute handbag, it doesn't matter where it's from. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of I would definitely. How you spice it say up. Exactly. Yeah,
0: those are some good tips for dressing more feminine. If you, mm-hmm. you know, if you feel like your style is a bit lost and you can't, you know, find your personal style, or mm-hmm. you think that what you're wearing doesn't really shoot suit your body shape.
1: Yes, look those at what like fits you. Yeah, because for example, everyone, like for example, myself, I know that my waist is my smallest point. So if I want to look very feminine, I know that I can accentuate that and then make everything go out at my hips. So if I wear a skirt, I don't want it really to be body hugging Mm -hmm. because I know my legs are bigger than my waist. Mm -hmm, So I want it to be tight in my waist and then go out, flare out. So I still have hips, but my legs are still looking quite like slim and nice and proportionate to my waist it's not that my legs are really big but i'm just thinking of how i can proportion everything to make my body look the best way possible yeah um and then add a pair of either knee high boots or like calf high boots do you say that calf high no not really under the knee under the knee
0: ankle boots just
1: like right under the knee yeah yeah those kind of boots um and then i add some cute accessories and a nice, either a blouse, if I want to be really girly, which I usually am, mm-hmm. or just a nice white beige turtleneck. Goes really well. Mm-hmm. And then you're set to go. Just know what fits your body and kind of dress for your body. If you don't like tight dresses, don't wear tight dresses. Exactly. There are plenty of ways to be more feminine without wearing a tight dress. Yeah. Also, that sometimes that just does not look feminine. It really depends yeah. on how you wear it.
0: It depends on how you wear it exactly But dressing for your body shape is the most important thing To look feminine Because that will Mm -hmm. show off your best sides
1: Yeah and also you'll feel more confident And if you feel confident usually you'll look the way you want to Yeah 100% Yeah. So that's what we would say to redesign your wardrobe Wait redesign your wardrobe What would you say are the four core pieces That you would suggest someone buy To have a more feminine wardrobe A power suit
0: That could be one Or it could be like a blazer
1: Mm-hmm. Structured blazer Structured is really important
0: Yeah Yeah okay. I would say a pair of Like knee high Or over the knee boots Yeah With like a
1: block heel Yeah So they're comfortable as well mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. Uh, What would you say? I would say A nice blouse mm-hmm. A neutral toned blouse I would say a white blouse actually White blouse yeah. is good Yeah With some nice ruffle detailing On the sleeve Something like that I would say A nice pair of pearl earrings
0: yeah that's a good one
1: really good to have a feminine wardrobe and then i would say again the classy coat Mm. structured classy coat with like nice lapels really ties in at your waist really accentuates your figure Mm -hmm. and then i would say a skater skirt that looks very classic and timeless yeah in a neutral color as well and then you can kind of just build stuff around that yeah and a pair of trousers yeah definitely that fits your body really well yeah i would agree with that (laughs) i just keep going (laughs) i think we have a very similar style anyway yeah we do Mm -hmm. yeah so hopefully you guys think that's helpful and then the last question of today is how to run a successful fashion blog
0: okay so we can go into more depth about this later yes but we both have fashion blogs I started a lot earlier than Anna. I started when I went to fashion school. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was really all about networking. I went to my first event as a blogger Mm -hmm. when I had 2,000 followers Really? That was so early. That was very early. And that was with Boohoo and then shortly after with House of Fraser. Wow, Not even 5,000 followers at that point. And how I got that was I was searching Instagram and I found a fashion brand that was quite new. They were from Germany. They were in e-commerce. Mm-hmm. They don't exist anymore now, actually. Oh. But they were having a competition to attend their event if you did a blog post for them based on, like, trend pieces. Or you just needed to do a little bit of a like collage mm-hmm. and give inspiration of, like, your top, top ten pieces from their website. Yeah. And I did it and I entered and I didn't win. So I didn't get to go to the event mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I emailed them And I said, I'm a new up-and-coming blogger I'd love to understand more about the industry And get to meet your company mm-hmm. I would really appreciate an invitation Yeah, And they gave me an invitation anyway mm-hmm. And there, I met a PR woman from House of Fraser That I was like in touch with for years after She's mm-hmm. not with House of Fraser anymore But she was before And I met Boohoo as well And I had no followers at the time. Yeah. Like, my sister has 2,000 followers now. Mm -hmm. But it just all depends on how you network and how you work your way around things. Yeah. And, you know, I just kept doing that as I was growing. You know, Mm -hmm. 20,000, convincing brands to work with me, going to more events, Mm -hmm. going to meetups, getting in the industry as well, and networking with other bloggers, too. Yeah. Because then you're really a part of it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. then people get to know you more in the industry, specifically in london where everyone kind of knows each other so if you're not really involved mm-hmm. it can be hard yeah um and so yeah little by little it grew and now it's a business for me where i work with amazing brands like uh, Intimissimi, thomas sabo pandora calzedonia mm-hmm. moto operandi farfetch mm-hmm. the list goes on and i've been on you know press trips with these
1: brands but yeah. it's all through hard work and you can start with nothing and you can make it work that's really how you get anywhere in blogging unless you've mm-hmm. been on T V or something before. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't come easy. It doesn't. No. I remember my first event was actually I met you at my first ever event. Was
0: that your first ever event? Carolina Herrera. It's, oh my gosh. That, that was, was a quite a big one. one quite yeah. a big one.
1: Mm-hmm. So I was at, just hit ten K. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had only been doing it seriously for like two months, I think. So this was last year.
0: Yeah, that was last year. Yeah.
1: So I haven't been doing this for that long. But for me, like I studied fashion and I really, I put everything into this. I really did. Instead of, let's say that when I really decide I want to do something, I put everything I have into Mm -hmm. something. And I spend a lot of time trying to better myself and always feel like, I always feel like I have to improve improve otherwise i'm not getting anywhere in my life Mm -hmm. and so i started really focusing on instagram last december november Mm -hmm. so that was a year ago
0: yeah and before
1: that yeah before that i was doing blogging and i met you in january last year
0: yeah
1: no it was this year january this year year, 2018 oh my god i can't even believe it i know i feel like 2018 has gone so fast but it really hasn't crazy i know so i and then i just hit 10k and um then i started playing around with lightroom and i kind of find i like found out what i wanted to do and also guys you cannot be afraid to kind of reach out and get into the bubble of people who are really in the industry yeah um you really like bianca said you really have to network because you're never going to get anywhere if you're from the outside looking in
0: yeah, exactly. That's not going
1: to work. 100%. I know that for now, I'm not the biggest blogger out there, but I feel like a lot of people know that I exist. Yeah, And that's the most important thing. If you're on the map, you are somewhere where some people can find you. And if nobody knows about you, there's no way that you're going to grow until people start finding out about you. So you really just have to get yourself in there. You have to get yourself recognized. You have to find out what you're doing. What is, what is your USP? And you really you cannot go into blogging nowadays and just do whatever you want. You can't just no, post I a think food it's pic. It's not the
0: time anymore where you could do no. that. I got away with it at the beginning because mm-hmm. that's very much how it was. It was like you could do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you need to know what you're doing, who you are as a person, why people should be following you. Otherwise, they're yeah. not going to.
1: You have to literally have a business plan. Yeah, that's and what you it have is. to. Yeah, you have to take it. It's a business, guys. It really is a business. I get. I remember. I was dating this guy once and he told me he was like yeah i really like i my ex-girlfriend she told me she just wanted to be a blogger instead of just doing her finance job and then i was thinking okay and then how did she do that did she become a blogger and he was like no she realized that it wasn't what she thought it was yeah it was a lot of work and no reward that. like um, yeah
0: i've been doing it now what nearly five years and mm-hmm. the beginning was so difficult Mm -hmm. I wanted to quit maybe 20 times. Yeah. But I kept saying, I'm going to do it. Not because I knew, you know, it could be a business for me in the future. Definitely not at the beginning. I had no idea. But I thought, I started this. I have my website. I'm really passionate about it. Why am I going to stop just because I'm not getting as many followers? Yeah. So you need to constantly better yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, it's hard because you're working for yourself. So just like with any other business, even though you know it's just an Instagram page, you, mm-hmm. but you need to think of it in the same way as a business. You can't just mm-hmm. give up. You need to really work towards your goal. And once you really
1: believe in your content,
0: mm-hmm.
1: people will too. Exactly. And that's the thing. If you're, for example, if you're starting up, if you told someone, you also get a lot of judgment in this industry Yeah, because... People think you're one person when you're not. It's mostly, it's not the people that follow you. It's mostly the people in your life mm-hmm. that really judge you and think that you're a certain way just because you do this job. And a lot of people don't realize that you're working on this 24-7 every single day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: And you're doing it for years without any reward, really. Yeah. Maybe you get a free thing here and there. It a lot of there.
0: time, exactly. And what are mm-hmm. you going to do with a free thing? It doesn't pay any bills. No exactly it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of time Mm -hmm. you know it's a very fun job like I'm grateful to be able to say that that I love what I do and it's fun as
1: well yeah
0: but it isn't by any means like easier than any other kind of job
1: Mm -hmm. and I feel like for us too even now it's very different because for you it's your full-time job Mm -hmm. and for me right now I'm doing it full-time but I'm going into my university my master's Mm -hmm. so it's it's not promised for me Mm-hmm. As for you right now it's promised as your yeah. present. it's promised as you can make an income from this mm-hmm. um, from me like for me, I don't have that. I know that right now I'm not making enough to sustain my current lifestyle and I have about a year and a half to be able to make this into my full-time job otherwise I have to do two jobs at once.
0: Yeah, that's what I was doing essentially. Yeah. Um, even up to this th- just this summer I was doing that I was doing a full-time, internship
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah unfortunately that is how it is and with studies and it is hard because yeah it's not just like any other job that you can go into and you know you have this kind of salary it's very much Mm -hmm. freelance and it's how much work you do is Mm -hmm. reflected
1: it's not secure either
0: no it's not secure
1: and you can get very doubtful of yourself because the industry is also very very competitive yeah like it's very rare i've met a lot of a lot of girls and honestly, I don't think I've lot I've met a lot of girls that are as supportive as you are. Mm. You really support other bloggers. Yeah, and definitely. that's really amazing. And I think that we all have to support each other more because there's so much competitiveness in this industry. And I don't yeah. really know why.
0: No, I don't know why, but I've had some crazy experiences
1: with competitive girls in
0: the industry as well. Mm. So yeah,
1: you have to have really thick skin because as your channels grow people that follow you are also the people that follow you are also growing and you'll end up getting more negative energy spread towards your page as well especially if you do youtube or something like that Mm -hmm. and you really have to have thick skin you have to know what you're doing it's it's very different because you have to be so focused on your goals that nothing will tear you down
0: yeah you can't let it affect you definitely
1: no so i think that's how it's different from any other jobs really unless you're it's it's being an entrepreneur
0: yeah completely I think we can go into more in depth about this subject on another yeah. episode for sure. On yeah. that note, we spoke about a lot of great topics, I think. Yes. So should we announce the this competition. Week's competition?
1: Yes. So this week we are doing a giveaway of a two-faced tickle peach eyeshadow palette. And we're gonna be giving this away to one of you guys. All you have to do is screenshot this podcast and put it on your Instagram stories. Make sure you're following us. Mm
0: -hmm. And tagging the two of us at Bianca Derry and
1: at Letters of Style. Yes. And then you have to hashtag Girl Talk Mondays. And you just put that on your stories. Leave it there. We'll find you and we'll enter you into the competition. And yeah, that will make sure that more people find our stuff and the content we're creating. And we're really grateful for that.
0: So yeah, I hope you really enjoyed this episode, and yeah, let us know if you have any other questions to talk about any of these topics because we're more than happy to.
1: Yes, and we will see you next next episode. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Bye. Do I click here? Yeah, I'm so. Yeah, now it's going in. Mm, Or this? What sound? Stop. Stop, yeah. Yeah.